Good morning. I'm Pastor Gail Bobino. Welcome to In the Word Network. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter my circumstances, I shall rejoice and be glad in this day because I am still in the land of the living to see another day that wasn't even promised. So this morning, I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his grace over my life. Amen. Thank God for grace over my life. Uh, I'm going to go right into the message this morning, what God has put in my spirit this morning. Lord, we thank you for this day, Father God. We thank you for uh, life, health, strength, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the activities of our limbs this morning, Father God. Lord, minister to us this morning as the word go forth, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I'm going to be reading from Haggai, the first chapter. Haggai, the first chapter that is in the Old Testament. Amen. And the title that I want to give this today, Where Does Your Priority Lies? Where Does Your Priority Lies? Amen. And I'm going to begin at the third verse. That's Haggai, Haggai 1 and the third verse. I'm starting at the third verse. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. It is time for you yourselves to be living in. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your panel houses? God asked a question. He asked a question. Is it time for you yourselves to be living in your panel houses while the house remains a ruin. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Verse 7. This is what the Lord says a second time. Give careful thought to your ways. Now, mind you, God said this twice. Give careful thought to your ways in verse 5 as well. Now, verse 7, he's saying the same thing. Give careful thought to your words. Go up unto the mountains and bring down the timber to build my house so I may take pleasure in it and it be honored, says the Lord. He said this in verse 9, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains in ruins. My house, my temple, which remains in ruins. And God was telling them that while they're fattening up their pockets, that his temple remained in ruins. While each of you is busy with your own house, 
Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I call for a drought to the fields and the mountains and the grains and the new wine, the olive oil and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock on all the labor of your hands. I stopped here at verse 11. I stopped at verse 11. Here God asks the people, he asks his people, how could they live in luxury when his house, the temple, was lying in ruins? The temple was the focal point of Judah's relationship with God, but the temple was still demolished. It has not, they had not rebuilt the temple at that time. This is how God have communion with his people. It was at that time through the temple, but the temple was in ruins. And Judah's relationship with God, that was their, the temple was the focal point of them having a personal relationship with God, where they go in and worship with God. But it was still in ruins. They had not fixed it. But instead of rebuilding the temple, the people put their time into beautifying their own homes. No matter how hard they work, the people worked for themselves, the less they had. The harder they worked, the less they had. They didn't gain much. That's why the word of God says the more they put in there, they were putting um, putting money and in, in everything they earned in their purses, but their purses had holes. So the harder they worked, the less they had. And this is what God was talking about. Their priorities was not of God. Their priorities were themselves first. They had put God on the back burner. And this is how, example of how some Christian lives are today, God is put on the back burner and and they're too busy because they're too busy fulfilling their needs. And so the more they make, the more they earn, it becomes less and less. Amen? It becomes less. And the less they had, they worked so hard because what happened is they ignored their spiritual lives. They ignored their relationship with Christ. The temple was left unbuilt. It was left destroyed. They had not rebuilt the temple. And this is the same that happens with us. If we put God first, he will provide everything we need. If we put him on the back burner, all of our efforts will be futile, caring only for our physical needs while ignoring our relationship with God will lead to our own ruin. And this is what God was trying to say to them. He said that's why he put a halt on on the crops. If you look where he talks, he said this. He said, I call for a drought. He caused a drought on the fields and the mountains 
even on the grain, the new wine here in verse 11, he's the new wine, the olive oil, everything else the ground produces. He called a drought, even the livestock on the people and the livestock and all the labor of their hands. And if you're working in the fields and there is no and he withheld the dew and the and that became a drought he called the drought there is nothing to harvest there is the your labor becomes futile and that's what happened here with Judah because of the disobedient this is why Haggai encouraged the people to finish rebuilding the temple and what happened the oppositions from hostile neighbors had caused them to feel discouraged and to neglect the temple and to neglect God. But Haggai's message turned them around and motivated them to pick up their tools and continue the work they had begun in the first place. In the beginning, they started and and if you notice in verse 9, it said, you expected much. God asked them. He said, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, he said, I blew away. And God asked the question, why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains in ruins, while each of you is so busy with your own homes, taking care of your own home. See, Judah's problem was they had problem was confused with priority. They had confused their priority. Amen. For their own. Now, like Judah, our priorities involving occupation, family, and God's work are often are often confused. Jobs, homes, vacations, leisure, activity rank higher. We see this today even in the body of Christ. These things rank higher than what God has called us to do. These are the higher priority that we have put on our list of importance than God. Amen. And what is most important to you? Ask yourself that. Why, where does your priority lie? What is most important to you? What is first on your priority list? What is first? Where is God on your list of priorities? Ask yourself that. Where is God? Where does he have room for? Where is God on your list of priorities? What do you put first? Or is he still on the back burner? Vacation time, leisure time. Amen? Where does God fit in in your priorities? Amen? Now he talks about, we, let's go back. I want to go back because I was talking about the drought that God had withheld. The grain, the grapes for wine, olives for oil. Where, uh, where Israel major crops. That was their main crops. Amen. The people depended on the securities while neglecting their worship with God. Amen. Now, as a result, God would send a drought to destroy their livelihood and call them back 
to himself. See, what happened is because they neglected to build the temple and and uh, was the major part, that temple was the focal point of their relationship and worship with God. Amen. So what God had to do, he had to come in and he had to mess with their livelihood. How many know that God would mess with our livelihood to get our attention, to get back in relationship with him, to get back on the focal point, amen, of our relationship with Christ, amen. God would interrupt our lives. He would interrupt our livelihoods and show up what show us what matters most, and that is him as our main priority priority in our lives. Amen. Look what it says here. Let's go to verse 12. Let me read verse 12. Verse 12 says, Is then Zerubbabel, son of Shatil? Joshua, son of uh, Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God has sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shatil, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josadak, the king, the high priest, and the spirit of the Lord, of the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. Sometimes God has to come in and intervene when, where we have failed in our priorities, to make him number one in our lives. Amen. Sometimes he has to come. So what happened, the people here in 14, verses 14 and 15 of Haggai, the first chapter, the people began rebuilding the temple just 23 days after Haggai's first message. Amen. Rarely did the prophet's message produce such a quick response. Sometimes it, it took longer when a prophet brought a word from the Lord, but this had a quick response. And how often do we respond to uh often do we respond when we hear this when we hear a message or a sermon and respond? How quick do we respond? Amen. The, the um and we see the main focal point was to worship and to have that close relationship with God. So God, when we stay in tune with the Lord, our livelihood will continue. It will continue to grow. It will continue to um, it will continue to grow. But when we put God on the back burner, then that's when things become. In ruins, it can become it can come into ruins, amen. And this was an excellent point that was shown out when we put God on the back burner, put all our personal priorities first, then things begin to go haywire in our lives, amen. It becomes we begin to have problems in our lives. Like God's, he sent the drought. There'll be a drought in our finances, a drought in our in our food pantry, a drought 
a, a, a drought in, in our grain, a drought in our harvest. Amen. So this would happen. But the people, they responded to Haggai's prophecy quickly. And they put their words into action. When we hear a good sermon or a good uh, Bible study or a good lesson, ask what you should do about it. Then we ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do about this? I heard this and I want to act upon it. What should I do? And then make plans to put it into practice. This is what we do. Once we hear the word, we make plans to put it into practice. We step up and we begin. We act upon what we've heard. This is what we do as Christians. We begin to act upon what we heard. We heard the, they heard uh, the people heard Haggai's message, the the word from the Lord, and they immediately act upon it. This is what we do when we hear the message. We hear a sermon. We hear uh, 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 a lesson at Bible study, or we hear a message, a message, uh, a, a lesson, a particular lesson. We what we do, we act upon it. We act upon that, so the people begin to rebuild the temple, so they can have fellowship with God. So to make so God would be their priority in their lives and everything else is secondary luxury fixing up your homes doing all these things putting everything before God and this is what God was saying to the people to Judah he was saying that you know how can you live in such live in luxury when the temple is not haven't even been built yet and and to end this message this morning, this is a short message. This is just a message that we all need to hear in the body of Christ. We do not put God on the back burner. We put him first. When we put him first, there is no limit to our blessings. But when we put him on the back burner, then our livelihoods are interfered with because we have put God last instead of first. Amen. Amen. And my question to you again this morning, what is your priority? Amen. Where does your priority lie? Is, is, is Christ first in your life or he's, is he last? Amen. Lord, we thank you for the word that have went forth this morning, Father God. And we just thank you, Father God, that we will put you first, Father God. When we hear your word, we will begin to act immediately up on it and put it into action, Father God. We will make you first and foremost in our lives. And we will not make you the, uh, make you the, uh, put you on the back burner, Father God, but we will seek you in all things, Father God. We will put in action what we've heard, what we learned, Father God. The Lord, I thank you as we go throughout this day that you will be magnified and glorified, Lord Jesus. Amen. And that we will have our prayer time. We will spend time with you, Father God, in prayer, Father God, in worship, Father God. Now, Lord, I thank you this morning for what you're going to do in our lives, Father God, and what you're going to continue to do and what you already done, Father God. Now, as we go throughout the rest of this week, Father God, we will put you first, Father God. You will be our main priority, Father God. You will be the focal point. And you will be the center of our lives, Father God. As we go throughout this week, Father God, that let that be a reminder how, hey, God brought the word, the word of the Lord to uh, Judah, Father God, that, that our livelihood comes from God. 
Hallelujah. That our livelihood, when we put him first, everything else will be added, Father God. The harvest, Father God, our livelihood. Now, Lord, I thank you this morning and I glorify you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. I am Pastor Babano, and I thank you for joining and tuning in. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Just to let you know, we have events that will be coming up this summer. We know everything happened because of the COVID, but there are events coming. So look look for, look on Facebook. You will begin to see flyers of Rockwood Christian Center Global Church. You'll begin to see events that will be happening in California and also in Florida. Yes, we still have our ministry in Florida. Amen. God bless you, and just uh, you'll begin to see things things happening. Um, I will be traveling, um, uh, beginning to travel in probably beginning the summer. That's where I'm looking for travel in my ministry and next year uh, to uh, Kampala, uh, Africa. Amen. So we thank you for tuning in, and just keep just keep your eyes open on the, on on my pages on Facebook. God bless you, and remember, it's all about the kingdom.